connect. Bear with me. The Boston Bruins are now 14-2-0 through 16 games and remain undefeated at home. First in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference, and first in the National Hockey League. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? I'm feeling good. Feeling uh, behind, obviously. Uh, but there was a lot of... What? I'd like to be feeling you're behind, bro. Keep going. Yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, hold on. Let me have a couple of beers first. Hello. No, I mean there was a lot of a lot of good stuff going on this weekend, and a lot to look forward to. Uh, definitely missed uh, being a bit more, you know, punctual with the episode, but happy we get to discuss it now at least because we, we haven't even really talked too much about the games. Like we we I texted you as I was watching them, catching up. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like we didn't really have a chance to talk too much about it. So I'm excited for that. No, which is good. I think that's good to just kind of save it for the pod. It's hard to do that, especially because, like, I think you and I are so used to just chit-chatting about the bees. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when something, when it's either on or, you know, we just are, are chatting, it's hard not to be like, hey, how about that, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, no, th- this one is uh, a little bit of time coming. I was going to say a long time coming, but it's really not a long time coming. We yeah. took the weekend, watched both games, and then have – uh just been coordinating schedules which i will tell you is not the easiest thing in the world to do but we're here before three games three games i think would have felt like too much yeah that that at that point it's like you kind of need to just shave off one of the first games that you missed yeah it's which i'm glad we don't have to do because again like there's there's enough like i imagine we're gonna hit like really the bigger stuff just because it's already been like five or six days but even that like there's a lot of stuff that i'm excited to talk about yeah, and I'm for glad sure. that we have, we have the opportunity before they play the Flyers tomorrow, yeah, which I'm, I'm sure will be eventful in its own right, as they usually are. And this episode will kind of serve as a little bit of preview is that of that game as well. We'll look forward to that one, and uh, like Rob said, look back at these Sabers and Canucks games. Now, do you ever think? Because I just did, as I said it, that their name is the Sabers, like they're like swords, like that their name is the Swords. Yeah, I mean, we, before we started recording, we talked about how weird it is that there's just a team called the Ducks. They are the like, Ducks. Re- like, take like a, a second and think about how there is a professional sports team called the Ducks. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, the Disney origin. Like, it's not like they just like looked at a pond and they're like, "That'll work." But yeah, no, like the Sabers. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, I kind of like that. I think it works. It's just weird. Buffalo takes both of their teams and just sticks actual buffaloes on the logo yeah no subtlety and is like hey you know how our city and the animal have the same name that's something right we're running with that idea it was a really quick brainstorm that it's like not even affiliated with your team or there's are there buffalo near buffalo is it like a thing that like oh they're all around here and that's why it got its name I don't know the lore of Buffalo, New York very well. I imagine that's got to be part of it. I guess. I just associate them with hot sauce, Niagara Falls, and previously kind of mediocre hockey, although they're pretty good this year. It's early, dude. It's early. The Boston Bruins are the only team who who the first 17 games matter to. You know what I think about a lot when I think of the Buffalo Sabres is Bruce Almighty. Why? Because that movie takes place in Buffalo. Uh-huh. And, it, and there's a point where when he's like granting everybody's wishes in the area, that that's what causes the Sabres to win the Stanley Cup. Implying oh, that cool. it, it, implying it takes a literal act of God for <laughs> Buffalo to win the Stanley Cup. Hockey very rarely gets <laughs> mentioned in like 
large media platforms like in Hollywood, and then the one time it does, <laughs> it's, it's just a shot at the Buffalo Sabres <laughs> for no fucking reason. Catching strays. Like, and by the way, the Buffalo Sabres suck. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what? Like, we, we know, but hey. like It's a Jim Carrey movie. What are we doing here? No, it's fine. Uh, you know what else sucks is those fucking jerseys, bro. They're so bad. I'm they're glad bad. I, there's so many things that I'm going to forget to bring up, and I'm kind of relying on you to just coincidentally also bring them up. <laughs> That's being one of them. The moment the puck dropped, I'm like, no, those look bad. It's too much white. And the, the pants are what helmet. does it. The pants looks bad, look bad, and the helmet looks bad because it's like the only blue thing. Yeah, no, it just looks weird. Like not it, good at all. It, it looks like a creative jersey, and someone just went a little crazy. And it, it kind of like cements my uh, the I comment I had in a previous episode about how when they do jersey reveals, let me see it on the ice because that looks different in its own, and then I want to know what the rest of the uniform looks like. Exactly, because I remember when the Sharks dropped theirs, it was like, or like the like they announced the Teals, which I think is just an alternate. I don't think that's sort of their reverse, right? I don't think so, no. Uh, when they dropped that, it was like, oh, cool, they're doing Teal. And then when the full kit came out, and it was like, oh, no, they're they're going Teal. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, shit, that's so much better. And it's also like you, maybe then you have time to correct shit. You know, if fans are like, hey, don't wear white pants, maybe you have time to not wear white pants, you know? Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. Maybe ask like one person with like an artistic eye. I don't know. That's just a thought. That's just a thought. I, I it'll never happen, but I would love to hear some like authentic reactions from the players the first time they see them, and not with like the social media person's phone in their face. Oh, it's it, I like it. Like I'm sure some of them are like, "What the fuck? Or what are we doing? Are we really wearing this?" Like, and see- how much do they actually care? Is do they even care at all about it? Like. Yeah, I think it's got to be either really good or really bad for them to care. Okay. I think, like, I would imagine, like, winter classic jerseys, there's, like, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. No. yeah. It's a little different. Like, yeah, it's cool. But, like, I don't know. I think there's also something to be said about team identity, that, like, you're wearing your shit all the time. Yeah. And I don't know. that That's a total guess. Did you see the, the Charlotte Hornets new jersey that they just dropped? No, I'm going to look it up right now. It just it has bad? the letters CLT. That's on not, the chest. Yeah. That's it's supposed to be short enough. for Charlotte, but it sure looks like. Um, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it looks like Clint, I didn't, Rob. Even, didn't even go there until <laughs> I actually looked at the jersey. Like, yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, aside from that, it just makes me think of like Celtic, like, which isn't a thing. But like, when mm-hmm. I see CLT as a person from Boston, I'm like, did you forget to spell the rest of Celtics? That's yeah, the start of it. You're getting That's there. Part, it's certainly part of it. That is that is probably a jersey that players are like, I'm not wearing that shit. I'm like, come on. We got literally like, get real here. Are you going for Colt? Or are you going for Clit? Either one, I'm I'm <laughs> not super on board with. Anyway, the Buffalo Sabres, anywho, anyhow, uh, this is didn't like the jerseys. No, didn't like the jerseys. Dude, I'll, you know what I did like before What's puck that? drop even hit game. We got to talk about the Tage Thompson and Patrice Bergeron, Bergeron interact interaction. Yeah. So what seemed like just a, hey, kid, welcome to the league. And uh, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Um, it looked complimentary at first. And then within, I don't know, a day? It was the next day, I think. Yeah, the next day a report comes out from, God, I wish I could give credit to whoever it is. Um, Bergeron was checking in on Tage Thompson's wife, who last year was diagnosed with a 
form of cancer, I believe. Was it? It was a growth removed. Uh -huh. was a... Um. So what seemed like Bergeron being a nice guy actually turned out to be Bergeron being a really nice guy. And that that is like the lasting impression from this game before like the puck even dropped. The lasting impression from this game was that moment to me. Did you see the rest of like the context with like his history with Tage? No. So in the 2004-2005 season, when Bergeron was playing in Providence, he was playing with Tage Thompson's father. Oh. And they said that like Bergeron was like a frequent guest in their house. So seven-year-old Tage Thompson played oh. street hockey with Bergeron. I love that. That's great. And right? I'm going to flex real quick. I played street hockey with Patrice Bergeron once. We can't all have played street hockey with Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> In a way, we you're all just, have. You're stealing Tage Thompson's thunder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, let him have it. He like, did the same thing to me, bro. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, segwaying right with Tage yeah. Thompson, his goal was so nice that I was yeah. not even upset about it. Like, He's like Kincaid's so like first game, and like that's the first goal. I'm like, don't even care. Like, that's going to go in a lot of the time. Identical goal that gets like, scored against Olmark the next game, too. Yeah, yeah. More I mean, not identical, but close enough. Like another situation where you're like, ah, whatever, like that one's gonna yeah, happen. Like, like if yep. you're gonna get beat, that's how it's gonna be. But I mean, dude, Tage is stupid strong. He has Huge. stupid good hands. It's like, like six, seven, six, eight. Like, yeah. When you're that big and that strong and your hands are that good, you work yourself into a into a position like that, you're gonna you just gotta finish. Like you're gonna have an opportunity right in front of you and like that was one that, yeah, you just took on the chin. We're like, damn, okay, shit, line back up, boys. Yeah, the only thing that really stuck with me, like, negatively was the fact that it was shorthanded. And yeah. you're like, ah, you, you hate giving up shorties. That just, that's a backbreaker sometimes. Mm -hmm. But Kincaid did look good most of this game, dude. He looked great. I, yeah, I really was enjoyed watching. second star of the game. I, as you should have been. He had a w wicked active stick early on. He was like getting involved mm -hmm. in plays. He was breaking up passing attempts. Like he was getting really involved. He had, I'm this is like the second time I've used this on the show already. Kincaid, I think this one's more appropriately named. You know exactly what I'm going to say. He had some shades of Timmy to him. Yeah. You and I had a whole conversation that apparently we didn't record where we talked about like the style of Rask versus like Olmark and mm -hmm. Thomas even. I think Kincaid had a bit of that flash in him. Like he, like, especially there was a few that he came out and made some like pad saves that were pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like came like, not like way out of the crease, but like kind of at, at the edge of the paint, if not a little outside of it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's very ex exhilarating to watch. Like that's a really exciting type of goalie to watch play dangerous because like, you know, that that's, it's really easy to be caught out of position if you're flying around everywhere. But, it, it worked really well. 30 saves on 31 shots. Like that's past that, like one goal, which we just said, like, well, you know, mm -hmm. one, it was only five minutes into the game. So like, it's, if they got it out of the way early. It was a very skillful goal. And past that, he was perfect. So I, I was thrilled to see that from a third string goalie. I like, know. What are we doing? Just can't be stopped. Truly Dude, can't. He much like Thomas too, is incredible side to side. He's so fast, so strong getting side to side. It's like his flopping comes in weird moments, like on wraparounds, like him just like following the puck mm -hmm. with his chest. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are why are we doing that? Or like he had a couple of like uh, pseudo acrobatic moments, like on his back. 
where it's like, okay, all right, sure, dude. Okay. Like you're, you're quick getting to the puck and like, you seem like you're in a good position at the start of these plays. I wish you would stay there, but like you said, it didn't cost them. So like, yeah, ain't broke, like, don't you, fix it kind of deal. Like mid game, you can be more upset about it, but like in retrospect, knowing that it works, how can I be? Yeah. And given that like Swayman is apparently coming back this week, um, doesn't even really matter. <laughs> like, well, like why? What? Also, we need these guys. Like, <laughs> like, just let it. Just take your time. I don't know. No. <laughs> I think just, I don't know. A, a goalie is like the one position you can't rush back at all. You need to no. be a hundred percent. There's no. There's you know. There's some guys like you know, McAvoy, who let's say you were down the stretch right now and you're battling for a spot in the offs, and you're like, okay, is a 80% Charlie McAvoy better than a hundred percent AHL defenseman who we have up here right now. Yes. Let's put him in. But like an 80 or 90% goalie is not going to be better than anybody. No, you're playing 60 minutes a game. You can't like give it a go on one short shift and see how mm-hmm. it goes. Like you gotta be good to go. Like you need, like you said, you have to be a hundred percent and you're not battling for anything right now. I don't no. get the motivation to like want to push him. Like, just I don't know. Take your time, kid. We're fine. I mean, I I feel that way, but then I also I kind of have to assume like that he just must be ready. Like they wouldn't let him prematurely come back. Like, hi, Goose. Can you hear my cat? I can hear your cat. Goose, bathtub <laughs> in the tub, Goose. You'll be in there in a minute. Do you mind if I <laughs> get it started for me, brother? Um, yeah, I guess that that does make sense of that line of thinking that like, well, if there's no reason to rush him back, that probably means they're not rushing him back then. Yeah. But I also, uh, I have to imagine that he just wants to be back really badly too. Yeah. But like that, are you <laughs> hearing that shit? Dude, do I have to go drown my cat? Can you stop? Sounded like a no to me. I'm just gonna keep powering through this. That's fair. Yeah, we'll it'll we'll we'll edit it in post. I'm keeping by which this I mean we in. will not. Yeah, no, yeah I'm keeping I mean, all we, this in. We will just ignore it now and then. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have to assume he's fine, well enough to be back. And Montgomery used that expression again. They're like he's checking a lot of boxes, which now mm-hmm. just means he's playing the next game. Like, yeah, that's two for two so far. Are those boxes he will play tomorrow? Yeah, and it's just tomorrow yeah, it's he's a, playing. It's a post a note like will play tomorrow. Check like no, well, he's, he's checking boxes. Like <laughs> I don't want to say which ones now. Yeah, but it's Certain great to have box. him back. But still, even yeah. having your third string goalie be Kincaid and then he gives you that kind of performance. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, which was really big because for a lot of that game, the Bruins were not very good. The Buffalo game, like they were getting outplayed at least in the first period. I don't think they really found their game until like partially through the third period. Yeah. Um, it's like a couple of moments of excellence that save them. Yeah. And then um, like a, a late power play goal from Bergeron in the second mm-hmm. that like shovel pass, like on the backhand, that like back. Yeah. From a knee mm-hmm. dude. So that was his sixth goal at the time. Uh, and that was, uh, his third power play. It was his, so 50% of his goals coming on the power play. Check that out. Do with that number what you will. Um, he just looks young, bro. 
he i feel like i i've not noticed his age in the 10 11 years i've been watching him you don't think he's hearing the footsteps of father time no we're I, gonna reference that fucker every fucking <laughs> episode, aren't we? Against my will, like, <laughs> we can't give him any more airtime. But like, I just no, like don't, he's I getting don't see better. It either. His numbers are better this year than last year, and they were record-setting numbers for the NHL last year, like in terms of like defensive stats for forward, and they're better this year. And he's gonna win the fucking Selkie again. Like at this rate, he will win the Selkie again. I hope so, bro. I think if there was ever a year where recency bias goes out the window, recency bias meaning they don't they don't want to give it to the guy who won last year, which is like the or opposite won of five already. Right. I think it'll go out the year in his or out the door in his final year. Yeah, I think if it's everyone kind of understands this is it, they'll mm-hmm. be like, all right, well, we can't, you know, do it again. Be like, well, you know, he's won so many, which I hate that so much. I don't really know if that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like, oh, he's won too many. It's the same thing of like, oh, we can't call a penalty. There's already been too many. I'm like, well, if there's a penalty, there's a penalty. Like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. call the fucking game. Give the man a selkie if he deserves a selkie. I've also heard the argument before, and like in tight MVP races, where if like one of the um one of the finalists was also a finalist last year, um, I've heard the argument like, well, like this wasn't even his best year. He had a better year last year. It's like, well, that that shouldn't penalize him because you this didn't year, give it to his, him last year his numbers also have him as a finalist. Like, why? I don't know. There, rationale and voters on that shit doesn't exactly. Yeah, jive. Yeah, whatever. Um, that Bergeron goal was incredible, though. Yeah. Also, there was a, a lot of uh, theatrics in the first period between so the no sick play. I think it was Greer first or mm-hmm. No Six. I think No Six was first. Yeah. So No Six is coming out of the ice, starting a shift, and at the end of Pasta's shift, he gets hit. Not it's a fine hit. Like, there was nothing wrong with the hit, but it was just a, a big enough hit to knock Pasta to the ground. And No Six steps in and uh, ends up taking an instigator. And I don't even want to call it a fight because their gloves didn't come off. But that's I mean, you're calling it an instigator. I guess it was a fight, but it really wasn't. I guess. And it's honestly uh, pretty fitting because I was I was thinking about or the last episode we recorded where Nosik got boarded and Felino fought Rooney for it, and we're mm-hmm. like, well, Nosik seems like the guy to, you know, do that if the roles were reversed. And then the next game, the exact same thing happens. He was like, yeah, like this is just what we do. Like that's what you're expected to do, mm-hmm. which I love to see. I, I, I honestly, the more attention I've been paying directly to Thomas Nosik, the more I appreciate him. Yeah, he. I mean, we'll obviously get to him in this show as he has like a pretty big, uh, a pretty big moment. This is just a sure fucking does. cat episode. Dude. Yeah, sure is. What are we doing here? We're, just, we're playing with cats. Oh God, look at us for the cat show. <laughs> Hockey and cat show. Um, dude, yeah, I no shook. I I definitely noticed in the Sabers game. I also got to shout out Charlie Coyle. He had a handful of chances, uh, some great passes, some great setups. He had a shot ring off the post in the power play in the first. Um, he had uh, a scoring chance late in the third, right before the um, the, uh, the 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 shot, the goal off the Zaboro wrister. Yep. Um, he was just so involved in the offense, bro. It's like every every chance, if you trace back, you were like, oh, yep. 
Coyle was involved in that play. Just uh, I don't really uh, earning his earning his paycheck out there. Yeah, like another one of those guys that's I hate like that phrase. Sorry, go on. This is another one of those guys that like he didn't show up in the score sheet that game at all, but like mm-hmm. super important to that win. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Carlo we- was another guy I felt was doing that. He was getting involved in the rush. He was getting involved in the offense a lot. Clifton again. Just like I don't think Clifton's had a bad game this season. At the very worst, probably just like a coasting kind of game, but nothing bad. And then the Greer fight too. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That one so, was yeah. So uh, there was more context to that than I thought because it looked kind of I don't say spur of the moment. Oh no, I'm thinking. Okay, no, 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 I'm wrong. So this is about the Nosik fight. So the guy that Nosik fought, the name is escaping me right now. Uh, Defumi's video pointed or highlighted that before the fight and before his hit on pasta, Nosik and that guy were going at it. Like they had a few hits on each other before that even happened, and that was all oh, okay. in the first period. So it was almost like, all right, I'm kind of looking, looking to get at you. Yeah. So I thought that was that was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then no sense. better way to kick it off than yeah. But then, but yeah, and then Greer's fight where just fed the guy's lunch, like like that last punch that was so like they didn't have a great camera angle, but you know that was right on the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the up. moment is yeah, the moment <laughs> here is comes getting, the choo choo. That was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what they say. You know what they open say. wide. Like. Here comes the train, dude. Do you remember that video of um, the Lucic fight that was like from the the stands that was like slowed down from glass? Level? Yeah, actually, yeah, it was like on Vimeo of all places. Yeah, yeah this is an old video, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, there were like there were some uh, not to compare them as fighters, but like there was some. Uh, similarities there just on when you connect on the button and you're throwing hammers, you can just, you can feel it in that vein. I really miss Kevin Miller. I don't think I've seen a better fighter in my life than Kevin Miller in terms of like brute strength. Like I Sean? think Sean Thorne, I was going to Sean Thorne, like from a technical perspective, like I don't think anybody was a better like fighter in terms of like technical ability, the sweet science. But in terms of like just how strong their punches were, I don't think anybody beats Miller. Kevin Miller ended Joe Vitale's career with a, a punch to his face. <laughs> he punched him so hard he broke his orbital bone, and I don't think Vitale ever played again. Just out of fear, he retired the next day. Yeah, like it's he's like, I could come back. I don't want to. There's like a photo of Miller in the locker room, and his traps are up to his ears. Like it's outrageous how strong Kevin Miller was. Like how Chara set the record every training camp for the most pull-ups. Second place, not far away, was Kevin Miller every year. It's a weird. Uh, it's weird to think of him as being that strong. I mean, like I remember seeing like the workout videos of him in his house, and obviously you can just you can tell he's built, but I you don't think of him as like the strongest guy you've ever met. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is. I don't know. He's yeah, he's stupid. Yeah, I remember those like jump squat one leg things he was doing in his basement when he was com- preparing to come back from his knee injury. And it was like, you're doing what you're doing? What right now? Can you relax? You want to chill? Maybe no. Um, but yeah, it was good to see not great things as the game went on. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaboral. It's weird because I feel like every, opportunity that i have to criticize 
someone on defense, they immediately, within the next like 10 minutes, are more involved in the offense than I've ever seen them before. They can hear you. It's like a, like I'm writing down like, ah, man, Zaboro looked ugly on that odd man rush and like is involved in a goal a minute later. It's yeah. his it's, first goal. Yeah. Yeah. His Four first. seasons, his first NHL goal. I think it's like, it's not like 320 games, but, but yeah. Might and as well have been. Assisted by none other than Thomas Nosek. I thought there was talk about how it might have gone off of Felino's butt. Yeah, like the Sabres broadcast, they were pretty confident it went off Felino, but they they never changed it, and they're usually pretty good about that. Yeah. I think it's just because Felino like, put his stick up in the air, but I don't think it, it's... It, that's kind of hard to read. Sometimes that's a, like, yep, I got it, mm-hmm. but then that's also just a celebration in general, especially knowing that would be Zaboro's first goal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Uncle Nick is going to be incredibly proud as a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one of his many children. Do his, ki- his kids also call him Uncle Nick? Probably. I have to assume so. I if I ever meet Felino, I'm going to involuntarily refer to him as Uncle Nick. And it's going to be awkward. But we're I feel like he'd move past it. I'll give him candy corn. We'll be fine. Let's get let's get Uncle Nick on the program. Let's I'll give him a call. Let's get him on here. Um we can't uh, we can't go any further in the this third period without talking about the safe. The save? The Kincaid? save? The Kincaid skate save. No, that was Olmark. That was Olmark against the Canucks. See, this is the problem with multiple games. That Well, no, I, I got that too. I'm talking the third period. Kincaid split side to side. Hold on. There's no way I'm going to find that. You might. Let me, let me find it. I'm going to send it to you because you're going to see this and be like, oh, that save. And I'm going to be like, I fucking told you that fucking save. You fucking idiot. You moron. Yeah, I'll be all right. Bruins, Sabres, third period. A lot of dead air. That's fine. Who cares? But yeah, I, I the only the only like skates I really remember is all marks, which is just fucking ridiculous like that. I don't think yeah, yeah, a I mean, save can't get closer than that. Like if he were any shorter. That were a goal. That would have been a goal. But even still, the fact that there there was multiple saves Kincaid was making that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so are you watching like the NHL posted video? Yes. What time? What's what's the go time to five five forty five? No, I'm way ahead of that. That's a problem. Okay. All right, I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I get his pads are such AHL pads. Oh, that was such a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, like he. The rebound off his pads, and he has to make that mm-hmm. big left or right push. Actually, he, he, the he Sabres commentator like, "Are you kidding me, Kincaid?" Like, <laughs> like it was. It I was think that's word for word what I wrote down. Are you yeah. kidding me, Kincaid? <laughs> yeah, that was another I mean, that one of those like really ridiculous. explosive saves that I'm like, that's like Thomas esque. Thomas is very Thomas esque. Wicked Thomas esque, dude. Yeah. Especially Which, the like how how dramatic his whole body is in in those moments. Like he's not. I don't know. He's not even thinking about like, oh, how do I best? No, he's just. I'm going to violently this. throw myself in this direction, and mm-hmm. I'll be in the way. And, and then I'll worry about how to get back in position after that. Yeah, like that's that. Yeah, the rebound is not really the concern. Um, the biggest play for me this game was definitely that absurd top line goal 
the juggling yeah. one. I mean, it was a perfection line goal is what it was. Yeah, I Just I to was... bring back Joe Haggerty, <laughs> the greatest sports writer who ever lived. There he goes. When I was thinking about the, like, the points I wanted to make in this episode, I kept in my mind being like, oh, and the Bergeron, the, uh, the perfection line is back. And I was like, God damn it. Like, it's reached a point. As soon as I publicly criticize it is when I mentally accept the name. I think because we said it so many times. Yeah. We, like, poisoned ourselves. And they're back. They, they were practicing together today. They mm-hmm. started, I think, the uh, the Canucks game. Not, like, started the game, but were paired up together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, like, so just, like, Bergeron, like, even just, like, him initially tapping it off of the ice to get it into the zone. Pasta mm-hmm. collecting it. And then just like the very quick passing from Pasta to Martian and Martian to Bergeron, who just off the hip rivals that in. My jaw actually dropped. I think I just started laughing. Because again, this is like one in the morning I'm watching this, like well past, obviously, when it occurred. And I've been very good about not getting spoiled. So I had no idea any of that happened at all. And I I had to rewatch it immediately. I was like, that's insane. Like, what a I mean, great that was hockey goal. porn. That's not, that yeah, looks- it is. Like, it's the top post of the week in the hockey subreddit. Like, like it's people are just being like, that's definitely one of the, the best goals of the year. I mean, it's up there with like every McDavid clip that I see. I feel like I've yeah. already seen like three or four this year of McDavid that are just unfair. And that's right up there with him, where it's like, that happened in a game. This isn't like some uh, showcase that you put on. Yeah, it's Eddie uh, Crosby does a lot of the juggling too. Honestly, we haven't seen it recently, but there was like a period of time where like every other game, Charlie Coyle was making a very good hand-eye coordination play, like when the puck was in the air, like just like collecting it or like batting it down. Like his hand-eye is insane. He's creating scoring chances out of those moments too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and- he had he had a couple in this game. We we'll give Coyle his. I think I think there was a point in this game that he did one of my favorite plays that he does is when he like is protecting the puck. He's holding a stick with one hand and using the other hand to push the defender off of him. Mm -hmm. Like he'll be like, I think he was coming around behind the net and just Mm -hmm. like circling around and just like as he's protecting the puck, like just pushes somebody off of him, which again, the only other player I remember seeing do that because observation bias is Yager. Mm -hmm. It's like that was just Yager's thing, like one of his many plays. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm going to hit you even though I have the puck. (laughs) Young Ovi, young Ovi did that too of like the, I'll get parallel with the defense and then I'm good. The puck's already in the net. You might as well count it because I'm going to ride you off. I'm going to take my hand off the stick. I'm going to push you over. I'm going to create space and I'm going to beat this 2007 goaltender. And uh, that's that's kind of what he did over and fucking over again. Did you see that stat about Ovi? Uh, that's like <laughs> it's like the goals leaders from 2005 to present. Yeah, and then he's he's out hitting all of them combined. Yeah, by like <laughs> a, by like 600 hits. Like <laughs> he had like 3,400 hits. Uh, Crosby had like 600, and Patrick Kane is like 280. Like yeah, yeah. Ovechkin so has like good. I think 3,300 hits in his career. Goose disagrees with that, do, that stat line. Do cats sound like that? <laughs> well, we've established that your cats are not actually cats. There's like something else going on with them. I only have one cat now. Those other cats I set free because I found out they were actually ducks. They were just making similar sounds. <laughs> they were Anaheim actual ducks. Incredible. Uh, all the right. Bruin, well, the Bruins were on nine power plays this weekend, too. It's too many. 
That's I, I well, it's a lot. I I don't know. I wouldn't say too many. I wouldn't I have done like that. Pirate I would have Blade. turned one or two down near the end. I would have been like, guys, like this is it's so gratuitous of you. Like seriously, look, I get it and I appreciate it, but I no, we're good here. You. We're good. No thanks. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for the. Uh, bear with me. Have a great night, everybody. No, that'll do it for uh, the Sabres game, unless you got anything else. I just think it's funny that they challenged for a high stick on that goal because they're like, we might as well. Like, I, it doesn't even matter. Like, it's. I wouldn't have even cared if it came back. I would have been like, that highlight lives on. It. I don't care. That the game's over. I want that that forever to just be a clip because I want it shown everywhere, and then I want it to follow up with like, and that didn't even count. Can you believe it? Outrageous. But alas. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. This was a way better performance by the Bruins. Like still not their best. Like I like despite a nine and O home record and 14 and two overall record. I still think there's like considerable room for improvement in a lot of facets of their game. Mm -hmm. I think you'll, no matter how good a team is, you're going to like, you know, amplify the, the shortcomings to the point where they're conversation worthy. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like, this, especially compared to Buffalo, was a way better game for them. Like a better 60-minute effort, at least. The thing is, the Bees can play at 80-90% and just beat everybody right now. They really can't. Well, so far, we have a pretty brutal schedule coming up in terms of like difficult opponents. I don't even know if I know who difficult opponents are. So, the, the big ones for me that I have earmarked, well, we play Vegas twice in a week, which that's a lot. Like, not in terms of like playing them too much, but like they're just the other team right now. They're the West Coast Bruins right now. And like, we're so we're playing and we're playing a lot of like middle to high teams. Like, we play the Flyers, who weren't great. The Blackhawks, who weren't great. The Lightning, who were pretty bad. But then Panthers, Hurricanes, Avalanche, Knights, Avalanche, Coyotes, Knights, Islanders, Kings. Like these are all like pretty good to really good teams right now. And there's like we do we, we're gonna get the Bruins are gonna get tested in the next couple of weeks. It's like I a just, heat check. It doesn't scare me at all. No, I, don't feel I anything I, when you, I just don't feel anything. I th- I think Vegas is good. I think Vegas is good, and I think like the Canes have a way of beating us. Yeah, they like, tend to. Canes games are contentious they just, they just have a, have a way of of squeaking one out here and there so like i i imagine you split the vegas games even if you lose the the carolina games and then beyond that it's like i don't care i don't I care mean, who you are they, they can go 500 for like two months and they'll still probably be at the top of the, the atlantic right now <sighs> yeah it just does not matter no it just doesn't matter but the bruins have six they have five wins over toronto in Toronto's second in the Atlantic, and they have five wins over them. Only seven points because Toronto has three overtime losses, but still, I mean, that's a considerable lead. Dude, how about that uh, Cliffy hockey goal? Can we talk yeah, about so, it? Yeah, so the Taylor Hall play to set that up to begin with, that is like, that's Taylor Hall. That is Taylor Hall. That is what I expect from him. Not game in, game out, but like, that's like, oh shit, he went first overall. Like he won MVP. Like that's what that looks like. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. That's like I'm you guys are just kind of in my way a little bit. I'm just, whoop, I'm just gonna scoot over here. And the fact that it was punked that awesome play, like him like dancing away with it, getting behind the net, it's going around the zone, and then it's punctuated by that Connor Clifton shot. 
mm-hmm. which was a really good shot because he had the goalie moving left to right or right mm-hmm. to left from Clifton's perspective. And then he just shot it against the grain and he had, he had a lot of net too. Like that was not really all that close, mm-hmm. but that, that was so nice. And then Lindholm getting the assist on that. And there's going to be a lot of, and Lindholm gets the assist on that mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, Cliffy ties his season total of goals from last year <laughs> and his season total of goals from 2020 Beautiful. with two. I think he's two points away from his career high in points. I love that. And let's we go. have 66 you, more games to play. You, so, all right, let's take a poll. We'll put this on Twitter. Do you think he does it? Does he break it? Yeah. Does he get just, two just more? Just kind of to get two more points in the next 66 games? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, no. No, he might. I'm going to go with yes. a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> he just breaks his leg the next game. <laughs> no, of course, I, I, I'll i be surprised. I mean, you know, injuries aside, uh, him and Lindholm are going to set career years because both are absolutely on a pace for it. Lindholm's already had half of his total mm-hmm. for uh career high. I think it was 34 points was his total, mm-hmm. and he is at 17. They might have to cut the Norris in half this year for them. <sighs> If Eric Carlson wins the Norris Trophy again solely because wow. he puts up like a hundred points, which he's on pace to do for some fucking reason, I will swan dive off of the Prudential Center. Like I, that is Rob. Don't say that because this is going to happen. That's what's uh, going to happen. I, I, he's it's, not a good defenseman, he's but he's going to make he's headlines. A very good hockey player, just not a great defenseman. He's going to make headlines and he's going to be the most talked about defenseman and that's how he's going to win it. And that's going to be o- it. The only reason I'll be okay with it is if I really think that's what's going to really spark the, okay, can we have two trophies, please? Conversation. Like, like, like what are you talking about? Making like a, like a Bobby Orr? Yeah. There's just like any trophy for the defenseman with the most points. Cause you have a trophy for the forward. Who's the best at defense. So why don't you have the a trophy for the defenseman who's best at offense? Eh? Eh? Is Wayne Gretzky's or, idea fully? So, or, or hear am me I out. as smart as Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Or I have a counter idea. Let's hear it. We give it to Eric Carlson because have you seen his hair and he scores goals? He looks like a conquistador. He looks like he, a musketeer. He does look like a musketeer, bro. He definitely has something that says, um, can you, uh, hmm. what? How do we feel with the word Spaniard? I was going to say Spaniard, but I feel like I it, that's it, fine. That's all right. It sounds like it's not. Are they white enough that is. we can? Okay. Spaniard. Yeah. It felt, it felt dirty. I didn't like it. I'm not going to say that's it again. Fine. He looks Spanish. That's probably better. It was he. What is he? Is he Swedish or I truly, yeah, I think he's Swedish. Carlson, the name like that. I got to imagine yeah. he's Swedish. I think he I mean, I'm pretty sure there's only like three Norwegians. I never remember how to spell his name. I forget what letter is doubled up. It's an S. Uh, he is Swedish. Can you? Could you do? He's only favor? thirty-two. I thought he was like thirty-eight. I thought he was sixty-one. Could you look up how uh, how many Norwegians are in the NHL? I'm pretty sure one. It's like, I can answer it. It's, it's one. Zuccarello. He's the only Norwegian, and I think he's the only Norwegian ever in the NHL. Is there? Is that it, might not be right? But why is that? They're right next to each other. I don't know. I don't get it. The Swedes, the Finns, and the Norwegians, and the Norwegians are just cool, like curling instead. Probably. I don't know. Okay, dude, no, he's Norwegians not the only one of all time. That's a lie. Uh, 
far and away the best though points total for norwegian players he leads with 522 points and the next is 111 oh here's a here's a fun little thing can you guess there's only been eight norwegian players in the nhl before can i guess what there's a quick little sidetrack here but i'm having fun doing this that's good good for you Could you? Oh no, you're not going to do that. What, what am I not going to do? I don't think that's right. I don't know what you're going for. I was going to ask you to name the NHL points leader from Belarus. I don't fucking know what. But I <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Okay, eh? you got it. Eh? No, I thought it was. Ask Perry Sound. I know that one. Never it's mind. Bobby Orr for those who do not know. Mr. Yeah, it's Robert not it's not who Gordon. I thought it was. Never mind. Who is it? Um and where is that? Is also my question. Uh so it's, it's over, you know. It's over um, there. <laughs> you know where it is, bro. Not Come here. On, Dude, what are you stop goofing? You, you're kidding around, bro. Knock it off. Um JT Miller scored a stupid goal. Yeah, like the Thompson goal again. Just that like back yeah. forehand backhand. He stuffed it too. Like there was a puck's width between the skate and the and the post. Like that, I thought that one was even better. Like Thompson's was smoother, but I feel like Miller's was like harder to actually pull off. JT Miller's goal is just about the only way you can score on Linus Olmark these days. Yeah. Like <laughs> pretty much a power yeah. play breakaway beautiful move and you got to stuff it home and like you said a puck sized hole it's funny because the only other goal that went in was like a fluke deflection off of Olmark's stick that it was shot from the red line like again you're like oh that's just you know a, a probability goal in the terms of like in the course of a season that'll go in at some point like dude when that one happened I I like got real deflated and felt real bad just for Olmark's goals against average <laughs> I was Still like, God fine, damn it, you. no. And then from that point on, I think it was 4-2 at that time. I I mean, forget like the worst lead in hockey. I had no, no worry in my heart whatsoever. I was only thinking about like, okay, if if he, <laughs> it stays at two goals allowed, it is a, like a, a net positive for him that will bring his goals against down. And I was only rooting for an Omark like here on shutout for the sake of his stats. That was it. I just, he deserves to have immaculate stats because he puts on damn near immaculate performances. Well, the good news is he is still leading the league in both goals against and save percentage. What is his goal? And win and wins. Can I guess his, the, all of those? Yeah. So what, what do you think his goals against is Two. no. Whoa. Wrong. He's the only goalie with a sub two goals against right now. Three point <laughs> higher. Uh, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll one nine four. One nine six. Okay. The next is Hellebuck at two oh eight. I mean, he would have had a one nine four do if he didn't let in that <laughs> that stupid one. Okay, and damn. T Miller. And then, uh, what do you think his save percentage is? Also, also leading the league. Ever so near nine forty nine. Uh, lower. Nine thirty seven. 9.36. And again, Hellebuck second behind him at 9.35. And he's leading the league in wins with 11. 
And the next highest is Igor with eight, tied with Logan Thompson of Vegas. Wow. And then just to round it out, leading the league with plus minus is Hampus Lindholm at a plus 18. 18. That's one eight plus one eight. He has not had a minus game this season. <laughs> that is, that's, that's where stats start to get silly. And it feels like you're playing like franchise mode. Yeah. Like it's, and plus it, 18 through 16 games. <laughs> and like, we all knew he was going to be good coming in. Like, I don't think anybody was like, oh, who's this Lindholm guy? Like, I, I okay, I was a little bit, but like, you heard enough <laughs> <Yeah>. surround, <laughs> you heard enough surrounding him where you were like pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, cool. Like, a, a good, you know, puck moving, big body defenseman. Great. And then, you know, the start of the season, 16 games in, you're like, oh, you mean like the current leader for the Norris Hampus Lindholm? <laughs> It's not because Eric Carlson's going to win it because everything's stupid. But have you seen his little mustache, bro? I can't stand him. McDavid has 32 points. Yeah. He's averaging two points a game. Yeah. He's That's... also, he's also, <laughs> he's also scoring on like 27% of his shots. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the average like 16 or something like that? I mean, not that anything about McDavid is average, but. Yeah. Uh, Pasta yeah. is fifth, is. I'm sorry, tied third in the league with 25 points. Oh my god. He's just a seven point difference between first and third place for points. What? You're not I mean, you're just not gonna catch him. McDavid's just no, no, you're absolutely not. He has 15 of... goals and 17 assists. Mm-hmm. Dude, Outrageous. pasta pasta did have something that I wanted to mention in this game, though, dude, that was absolutely fucking deadly. Um there was a I don't know if, know if it was the power play or not, but it was late in the first. Um, Pasta gets a pass in his office, you know, high circle. I think it was on the power play and set up for his one timer and instead tape to tape to Bergeron high slot. I love, I love a good slap pass. If he starts working that slap pass into his rotation, (laughs) You the power play is going to be unbeatable. Like there's no angle where you're not going to get scored on. Because no. if he had, if Ed, the puck, okay, the Canucks were really bad. Like I think that's the worst team the Bruins have played against this season. Per- yeah, like maybe not overall, but like performance against the Bruins, I think they were the worst. Brick was kind of like losing his mind over how badly the Canucks were defending. Like especially in the like the power play or the penalty kill for them, they they're like, how are you still leaving pasta this open? Like, mm-hmm. how are you do like how is that possible, dude? That and, four on four, the goal on the four on four where they just decided to change mid rush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the Zaka goal. Yeah, they just decided to start changing. God, I was just, like, what are you doing? And then Brick let him have it too, and was like, he was I like, don't yeah, I don't, he's like, I don't like that. <laughs> like, like, I uh, yeah, not guess. when I would change. Yeah, I, I I love the the pasta slap pass because that's like Bergeron's second like bumper deflect. You can what do you, do you call that a deflection or more of a redirection? I guess and redirect? is there a difference between the two? He kind of like again shoveled it on the forehand this time, where like mm-hmm. the Sabres goal was on the backhand. This one he just kind of like very gracefully like that's incredible. That that looks like that takes a large amount of skill to pull off, both the slap pass and how Bergeron redirected it. And again, Lindholm with the assist. Interesting. Hmm. Does Lindholm on that one? 
Yeah, so the pass came for the slap pass came from Pasta, but it mm. went to Pasta from Lindholm. Lindholm got an assist. Yeah, Lindholm well, got an him. assist on the first three goals. He was first star of the game. I love it. And Did then you see yeah, that the, Hampus uh, taking pictures outside of the. I don't know if it was outside of the garden. I think it was outside of the garden. It was like driving away, stopped, stopped his car, and signing autographs and stuff. No, I want to meet Hampus. Maybe we should go. We should go meet Hampus. We'll just like do a a, a gorilla interview with him. And all the questions, <laughs> yeah, we, we frame it as an interview and then drop it. And we're like, all right, and now throw it to our <laughs> Hampus interview, and it's us like Hampus, Hampus, can you sign? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, you heard it here, folks. Like, all right, and that was Hampus. Thanks for joining the show. His uh, the play he had was like the one you were just talking about that four and four. I that that made me jump out of my chair. I was really I love that because he got Zaka sprinting up the right wing. Zaka has been like quietly really good for this team too. I really I really enjoy Pavel Zaka and like the pass to Lindholm, which like everybody knows at least knows now how dangerous Lindholm is with the puck on his stick, especially mm-hmm. with the amount of momentum he had coming into the zone, and just immediately gives it right back to Zaka, and Zaka had so much room to shoot on and like did not miss at all. Like a bullet of a shot. That was awesome. So another huge assist. Lindholm's third assist of the game and then an assist for Clifton. Mm-hmm. Lindholm has 13 assists. Lindy seems like the kind of guy that you're just happy to be on the ice with. Oh god. Like, yeah, he, you he just know be. that he's gonna facilitate like whatever works best. He's gonna get involved at either end of the ice. He's not gonna leave anybody hanging. He's not gonna be cut out of position. He's just he's gonna facilitate like what's best for the team and it's like you already have like a long time leader who obviously does that yeah but like now like i don't know he just seems like the next the next step in that legacy where not not saying filling bergeron's shoes by any stretch of the imagination know what i'm saying but just like this this player who is strictly after the facilitation of offense yeah, and then you know. he's doing it so successfully. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's good to see. But yeah, that that's he obviously just a, a yet another game where like Lindholm stood out as probably the best player of the game. Which in this one, like mm-hmm. you kind of had your pick of the litter. There was a lot of a lot of good play coming around. You know who I might have given it to? <laughs> Is it Tom? Tommy. Tommy, he did it. Tom. Tommy Tom, the nose. Tom. 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 He his celebration looked like the opposite of a celebration. It, oh, it was Andy Dufresne at the end of Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> just like arms open, looking to the sky, like <laughs> baptized by the crowd. Like, Father, just, why like, have you forsaken me? Somebody interviewed Marshan and being like, it was like an innocent enough question, but like, <laughs> do you, is it good? Do you feel good for him? Mm-hmm. And like Marshan, like kind of had this like tone where, and like his response was like he does a lot more than you know score goals or not score goals and it's like like yeah like that's good to hear like everybody knows that like his contributions are like so largely like on the penalty kill and just like defensively and just like it's good for him to get rewarded with the goal but like i've said here before and i'll say again like even if he doesn't score again for the rest of the season if he's playing the way he is like I won't even care, like because he's still so valuable to this team. Yeah, and, and you know, Marsh, you probably wanted to roast him for the for the memes of it. 
Yeah, like I, I, I think that's part of it too. It's like everyone in the locker room could probably feel that weight on him. Yeah, but I mean, it is important to to take that moment for your guy, especially after you see that reaction. Yeah, and, and you, you can't it. even celebrate because it's an empty netter. Like to make it five to two, like that. You don't. <laughs> there's no scenario, even in this scenario, where you can't really celebrate that, unless that's like your like a like a milestone goal for you or something. Well, it kind of was a milestone goal, Rob. I don't know if you know this. It had been 65 games or 315 calendar days uh, since he had scored one. I thought it was longer. Like I, when they say January, like I don't know why I thought that would be more than sixty-five games. That's not like not great. Obviously, it's a long time. But in my head, it had been like one and a half full seasons. Yeah, sixty-five games definitely doesn't feel like uh, as big of a deal as it was being made to be. Yeah, I mean, like how many games did but, it take Foligno to score last season? He I had two goals in one season. Yeah, it was that bad. They had to double up some of the games. But then, like, uh, back so and back on like one of the Bruins' many power play goals this last weekend, that shot by Brad Marchand, like short side shelf, just there's a lot of different goals I would call vintage Marchand, and this is absolutely one of them. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of closing in, like coming off of like the bottom of the circle, hits your top shelf, especially in the power play. Like that's that's good to see. I love that yeah. a lot. And McAvoy's first assist since coming back to that doesn't feel right. It doesn't. Right? I'm looking at it right now. It says McAvoy won. And I'm like, what? What? It doesn't he already have like 12 point. points or something? Like, yeah. He's just involved, bro. He's just yeah. involved. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but that, that game felt Shut more up. complete for the Bruins. And you know, they extend the home record to nine and oh, like which is I think a franchise record. I don't see them losing against Philadelphia tomorrow. Speaking of Philadelphia, Rob. Can we talk about Tortorella? Are you showing me the Tortorella clip right now? We're going to throw it down. <laughs> if you play that fucking Toronto song again. No, dude, I am going to throw it down to John Tortorella. John, what do you, what do you, uh, what are you seeing with your team this year so far? 15 plus minutes. We suck. We haven't forechecked. We haven't done anything <laughs> as of right now. What do you want to see differently? Forecheck. Thank you. Okay. He he takes his headset off so fast he accidentally takes off his glasses as well. Yeah. And did you see the cut on his face? No. He has a cut on the the left cheek on his face, like right below his eye. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is there is because his horse kicked him in the face. His John Tor- John Tortorella has three horses, ah, one of which kicked him in the face. No, I he... was under the impression if you get kicked in the face by a horse, I'm going to learn about that in your obituary, <laughs> not while you're standing behind the bench. Which of, I mean, leave it to John Tortorella to not only be in that situation and have that happen to, but where you're just like, oh, what happened to Torres? Be like, oh, a horse kicked him. It was a horse. Like, ah, yeah. He was blocking a shot. I would have believed that too. Just like, this is how you block a shot. And just like blocks it with his face. Like, yeah. Which one, which cut are you talking about? He's not a real person, right? Like, so my question is when he, when he gets fired, does his, does does he move (laughs) with his horses? (laughs) When he gets fired, (laughs) he gets fired. Will he move with his horses or do they stay behind? Where are his horses? Does he live in Philadelphia? Does he have horses? Can Philadelphia Philadelphia accommodate horses? 
safely. Year round, do horses live in snow? I don't know. What year is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I am, bro. I'm excited know. to I just I he is just this like mythical figure to me where I'm like I don't think there's been any coach I can compare him to. Wa kinda was like torts in that like he had a lot of he flashed a lot of personality that the NHL was probably like, hey, can you not <laughs> like like <laughs> stop that? Like I don't know. Uh damn it. We're just Sorry. trying to play we suck. First fifteen plus minutes. We suck. We God damn, that's hard. One more time. Plus minutes. We suck. We, have- <laughs> we suck. I that's love new, that. That's our new outro. <laughs> you imagine you're on the bench and like suck. you you hear your coach getting interviewed. He's like the one thing you catch from is we suck. And like like oh, yeah, we suck, John. Like we know, but stop. Uh, I'm uh, excited. I'm excited for that game. Yeah. All right. So they're not great. Uh, no. at all. Okay, actually, before you get into that, I had one set about the Bruins I wanted to throw because this was mm-hmm. this stood out to me. So they still lead the league with both goals for and goals against. They have four flat goals for and two one nine against. And what's interesting for the goals for for me is that they're twenty fourth in the league for shot attempts. Huh. So they're at, they're attempting only about thirty shots a game, but they're still scoring more than anyone else in the league. So creating creating chances not a lot of useless shots. Yeah, but they they have a tw- like eleven point eight shot percentage, which is uh, second in the league. I'm sorry, real quick here. You Google Philadelphia Flyers. The top headline from the New York Post says John Tortorella got kicked in the face by a horse. <laughs> dot, 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 and his day only got worse. <laughs> yeah, because he had to he'd get interviewed. He fucking hates it. I it was like, a, oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh no the exact quote he said was it was a horse kicking incident <laughs> like he's trying to be vague but he accidentally just described the whole thing like yeah i don't like, want to get too right. into the details let's just call it a uh horse kicked me in the face incident call it a horse kicking incident <sighs> implying that he might have kicked the horse like follow-up question john uh but yeah, that that stood out to me. Just like the we're not even taking that many shots, but still scoring more goals than anybody. Love it. But yeah, Philly, not great. Uh, one of the worst teams for goals for 29th at 2.56 goals a game. Hmm. And then they low power play percentage, low PK percentage, fairly high goals allowed. They're averaging about three goals a game. They're not doing great. They're what are they? They're what's their actual record? They're seven, six, and three. Not mm-hmm. awful. I mean, like they're seventeenth in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. Fifth in the Metro, tenth in the Eastern Conference. Like they're like middle, and it's early enough in the season where they could still end up much better than this. I don't think that they will, but they could. Like it, the Metro is still like fairly tight. Like they're only two points behind the Rangers, four behind the Hurricanes, and five behind the Islanders. No, I don't think the de- anybody's really catching the Devils anytime soon. Like. The Devils were three and three, and now they're thirteen and three. Yeah, I mean the Devils are going to have to catch up to the Devils, bro. That's the only team who's going to bring them down right now. They got to like shadow who they are. They got to bring themselves back to reality. It's what they're doing is a little dumb. They're going to play against Taylor Hall. They're going to be like they're going to get so distraught that they don't have him anymore that they're just going to shit all over the ice. Literally, not even figuratively. Literally, shit all over the ice. 
So uh, who is don't look don't who is leading the Philadelphia Flyers in points? Rob, I'm kind of cheating because I'm looking at their stat muse page right now. Is it is it Kevin? Is it Hayes? Kevin Hayes? Kevin Hayes is in second, leading their team with 19 points. Is Travis Konechny, who would not also, have guessed that, who also has a minus eight. <laughs> So if you figure it out, this oh, team no. doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Uh, fourth in points on this team is Tony D'Angelo. I forget so, about Tony. Tony's I in don't. Philly? Tony that apparently feels right. is in That Philly. feels right. Where he should be. Uh, uh, fourth I on take, the team in points is just a little goofy. I just, I just want to take this time to say fuck Tony D'Angelo. Sure. That's it. I, just wanted, that. I wanted to say that. Uh, by all means go right ahead yeah but minus eight he has 20 he's also leading the lead leading the team in penalty minutes travis connectney is his 29 penalty minutes god and yeah they have, right a, they, they, with they don't have a lot going on they're they don't have a lot of talent it doesn't look like no like, they don't have any like big names they're just a lot of like middle middle names jvr is like the only one that i'm like oh shit okay but even he's like not doing great he only has five points Although he's only played six games, so that yeah, would probably be why. Regardless, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I, I, I'm on home ice against this team, I don't foresee the Bruins losing that game. But watch this There's be no the one. To. Watch this yeah. be the one where they lose it's, seven to one. It's, it's going like, to happen. There's going to be one of those games this season where it's like we inexplicably lose, like emphatically to a much lesser team. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Blackhawks, I truly have no idea how they're doing. I know we're playing them Saturday. They are also not good. They're actually worse than Philadelphia. They're six, six, and three. That's weird. It's weird to me that Blackhawks not being very good. They're like one of I mean, those. They teams were very that, bad. They've been very bad for a little bit now. Yeah, and it's for whatever reason in my head, like I still have them not on the pedestal, but like I still expect more from them. I mean, it puts in perspective how good the Bruins are just year in, year out. Yeah. What is also weird to think that, like, we were talking about this before we started recording, that the Bruins are, I thought they were really running away with the league, but they're not. Like, Vegas has been in step with them the whole time, and now New Jersey is coming out of the woodwork to, like, catch right up with them. The Bruins are 14-2, and New Jersey's 13-3. and Like, that's a a random deflection. That'll be reversed. Like... Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I still still think the Bruins are the better team compared to... (laughs) I can't even say that they're better than Vegas because I don't, I have not watched a Vegas game yet. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really know how good of a team they are. Like, aside from the fact that they keep winning a lot of hockey games, that they do. You can't take that away from them. But, like, you look at like the points leaders for the Bruins compared to even the Flyers, and there's just so many more points. Like, the Bruins are just scoring so fucking much. Like, Pasta with 25 points, Lindholm with 17, Bergie with 15, DeBrusque with 11. Like everybody, nearly everybody is positive. Krejci is the only player other than Dan Renouf and Anton Strahlman with a minus plus minus. Wow. He's minus four. That's not great. That's weird. It's Krejci's kind of been coasting a bit. I kind of, I'm interested to see how the Hall, Krejci, DeBrus thing works out because that's what the practice lines were today. I'm looking forward to that. But I, I, we don't really need him to carry the team. We talked about this last episode mm-hmm. where like, we don't need him to be doing that, but you still mm-hmm. want it. Hey, he should just be a, a mainstay facilitator 
mm-hmm. who gets to raise the cup at the end of the year on his way out. That's it. That's why he's here. I need the Bruins to win the cup more than more than I think most people understand. More uh, than Marchand, most people do. <laughs> yeah. Marchand is leading the team with power play goals despite having played half as many games as most people on the team. Love him. It's fantastic. No shorties for him yet, though. I expect about two shorthanded goals from him a year. I mean, he's been back for what? Eight games. Eight games. Give him a minute. No. Hurry up. I could see him doing it against Philly. I just, I don't know why. The the Bees should absolutely win this game by like a lot. Yeah. I Coming off three days of rep, three full days of rep, well, two in practice, but. But I don't know. Yeah. There's just something in me that's like, it's got to happen at some point. You got to lose. I think we, we say that every game because we want to be prepared for it. And then once we, the Bruins win, it's like, well, of course they were going to lose that one. But like you just don't want to have the hubris of like, oh, they're going to win this one. You kind of want to like soften the the blow for when it does happen. Yeah, yeah, it's coming from from somewhere, coming from a weird place. But I'm just not I'm just not ready to be incredibly confident in this game just yet. Eh. Um, but we are going to talk after this game. Yeah, I'll I'll be in attendance. So are we do, are we doing it after the game? Like, are you coming? Back? I can. Yeah, if yeah. you want to do that again. Tomorrow I've night. been having success with Sullivan Square, getting home fairly quickly. Right on, right on, brother. I'm happy for you, dude. Thanks, man. But how's uh, how's your locker room treating you? What? Behind you. Your locker oh, room? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Uh, this is the, my visitor arena. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but no, it's good. I've gotten a lot of compliments from people. I don't think they're being ironic. They might be, but who's to say? Looks good. It's just fun to be in Arizona again. It's not a sentence I think anyone said. It's just nice to be back in Arizona. It's just really good to be where it's 110 for some Do reason. People who live oh, in the with, desert with like, like no humidity, it only feels like 100. Like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. So, so it's you can still breathe. 100 degrees. Like, the moment it breaks 75 in the spring, I'm annoyed. Like I that's don't. So that's I strange. hate the summer. I hate the summer. I mean, move away. Where north? If if there was somewhere where every day it was sixty degrees and then it dropped to thirty at night every night, I would live there. Seattle. Oh, that's a good point. I could live in the Pacific Northwest pretty comfortably. I think I could picture you there. Go to Portland. Get. I get wear the, so much plaid. It would work do the, perfectly. Do me a favor and get the fuck out of here. Would you? <laughs> I don't want to Move be a Kraken fan. Across I just the don't. country. I mean, the Kraken's a cool name. Kraken I didn't is think not that they cool were going to have the balls to call the team the Kraken. It's Everybody wanted cool. them to. It is like you don't meme think it's cool? ironically cool. What the you don't think Kraken is a good name? No. What do you? I, I, I think mean, it's a of, fun little name for like a Reddit post to be like, right. oh, I have an idea. No, the, it should be Kraken. The Reddit post was they wanted to call them the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. And I think I like that more. I don't think Batman would sign off on that. The bitch. He might. He might. Well, it's really Rain City. That's what he's got a problem with. (laughs) I don't even think there were many other big names like kind of even being considered. At least none that came public. Everybody was like, "Can you just please be the Kraken?" Like, are you? I keep saying the Kraken. Is it Kraken or the Kraken? Well, I mean, it's not the Bruins. It's Bruins. No, like Leaves or the Leaves. Have you ever had non-hockey fans be like, "Why is it the Leafs?" 
I was going to say, you ever think about that? Yeah. Sometimes. Because it's like, I don't get it. Like, I always want to, like, defend it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to defend Toronto, but it. I don't really get I'm sure there's a reason. I think Probably it might just be one. that in Canada they don't do that. I think they just spell it Leafs in Canada. Interesting. It's like an I think elf, it's just that. I think that's situation. it. Shelf, shelf. Yeah, I think it's just a thing where like, oh, and they don't do like, you know, like they spell. I think they, they do a lot of the British shit, you know, like they spell favorite with a U in color with a U. The British, like the, the expressions the British use mm-hmm. uh, deeply upset me. Like there is one on this show recently. What one did I? I don't even remember. I blocked them out the moment I hear them. There's just so many, like, uh, I think it's the, so they don't arugula, like the plant, like the leafy green, they call it rocket. No, no, that's no, and there's it's every time I hear it, whatever Mm. their their word for it is, I'm like, that's so silly. Like, no, just they're goofy. Don't do that. You know what I do like, dude, is the Scots, bro. I, me and the Scots Mm. have been hitting it off so whenever baseball season ends and I just want to see more people whack balls with wood. Um, I watch cricket and the Scots on my burner cricket account on Twitter are all wicked nice. And um, they've I, been, I didn't know this side of you existed. Yeah. I watch cricket. I watch, I, I, but like every year I have to relearn the rules every year. I'm like, <laughs> Somebody run me through this again. I don't get it. I want him to hit it far. It's a sixer. I know that. Yeah, that, that I know. Good. That's the only thing I know is that <laughs> home runs a six. Yeah, the wicker, the wickets and the sixers and like I bowls. Like I'm picking it up and whatever. And uh, we're I was doing like a, um, a, or I was reading a back and forth between like this like Scottish, um, cricket fan who's like trying to learn baseball, right? And like there's just a good meld of communities there. And he said. Oh, so you're saying a stinger is when the batsman really melts one. And I was like, melts mm -hmm. one. Taking that. Love that. Melts one. What's the use it in hockey too? What's the context for that? For melting? He was like, uh, they said, I I think he was asking about like a broadcast. Okay. And he was like, like they said, oh, he hits a stinger to left field. Like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, he just means he, he hit it hard. And he's like, oh, okay. so a stinger's when he really melts it. And I think I like that. I don't know. I'm gonna use melts it a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna be using that this year. I like the phrase. I don't know if that's the scenario I would want that to be used in. Like what? Like what? I don't know. It's like hitting it hard. It melt. He melts it. I don't know if that that tracks for me. Yeah, just, that's what I mean. Yeah, just be hit it so hard he melted it. Look, Scotland and England are too close for me to start. Well, I, they would on, not on like the, you to say that, I, bro. They would not like in you my to say incredibly that. ethnocentric perspective over here in America. It's all the same. Like, no, why is there some? Is there a history between the the two? Is there? I would read just like does a, Mel. Like a book. Do, what does Mel Gibson have to teach me about this? <laughs> what can Mel? I'd Gibson like to learn about? this, but over like four hours <laughs> and historically inaccurate. In a really bad accent. Mel Gibson face paint. Run and you may die. <laughs> Sure. Oh, never take <laughs> our wicked boy, <laughs> and you might live. Yeah. <laughs> Petition to do the rest of the podcast going forward in a really terrible Scottish accent. But I will. Say, all right. So this all, right. all the this shit about England. England's cool. I went to London. Had a really good time. But like, guys, like, just stop saying so many silly things. 
I'm on the Scottish side here, bro. I, I'm I'm not taking back any of the shit I said against the Brits. No, that's I'm, fair. I want I want the Scots to take it back, bro. Long live the uh, Scots or whatever. You <clears throat> all right. Next week uh, we're gonna have a war, small one. <laughs> Good uh, for us. Thanks for tuning in this week to bear with me. Um, we'll catch you again tomorrow night. Yeah, there's gonna be a quick turnaround. We went from a long turnaround to a back to quick back. turnaround. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't know. I think after that it's a little tentative. After that we will see. But yeah. thanks for joining us this week. We'll thanks, see you uh, soon. We suck. <laughs> <laughs>